Hello there, Tim. Hello there, Harry. Timbo Baggins. <laughs> nice. One of the uh, furthest away from my points of interest nicknames you could possibly <laughs> give me. But I know what it means. That's a good point. Um, how are you this week? Uh, what day is it? <laughs> it's Tuesday it's, today. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah? doing I'm doing all right. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Did you have a good bank holiday weekend here in the UK? It was all right. Yeah, I did. Um, I worked quite late on Friday, so it felt like uh, it was very well deserved to have like a basically three days of lay-ins. Um, but un- unlike the rest of your days, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> I try. Uh, you know, you, you try to do as much as you can in a day these days, especially on a bank holiday Monday where it's it's lovely out. Um, yeah, there's only so much you can do. I'm led to believe that you ventured out into the world. Is it, was Just it the first bench. time? It's not the first time, no. Um, well, certainly not the first time in terms of just going out, but it's kind of it's maybe the second time I've ever done anything of any note basically of seeing anyone or uh, speaking to anyone um, I want to congratulate uh, my friend Ella, she had her baby um, a couple of weeks ago now or just over a month ago now actually but I've, I've now seen the little fella I didn't touch him, it's fine, there was no contact um, and he, he's a nice little lad little Maxi, so well oh, done then what yeah. a mad time to be having a baby it's absolutely bloody mental. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm close with these two. Um, Mike is my housemate. Um, Ella's boyfriend, and just like kind of seeing how it all went down. Um, especially when she was about to give birth, and and Mike sending me pictures of him in a hospital, and it's like that's the last place anyone wants to be right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's weird to have to go through that at this period. But saying that. Um, in a strange way, Mike's basically on furlough, and he's uh, he was going to have like a week of paternity, and now he's basically just got as long yeah, as suppose, paternity. I suppose from that point of view, it's pretty good. It's just yeah, that thing all of the like, time with him. It's that thing though of you know when you have the pub table conversations like what was the what was number one when you were born? He's like, oh, mine mine was do the Bart man by Bart Simpson. <laughs> But for this kid, it's going to be like, there were no charts. Everything stopped. Yeah. The world All was the in lockdown. closed. That's a really good point, though. I need to find out. Is there is there charts on Spotify? Yeah, there is charts. So It'll be Drake. UK. Oh, no, it's the Baby. Oh. And, or Lady Gaga for Global. That's mad, isn't it? Because, like... Over like when we yeah when we say stuff it's usually like I think mine's like Whitney Houston or something <laughs> and theirs is the baby <laughs> maybe maybe in twenty seven years time the baby will be as big as Whitney um, <laughs> yeah it'll be an iconic name wow the baby I have no idea what that song is either the baby I'll be honest I'm I'm, try- I'm styling it out that I know who the baby is. I think I'm saying it right. It's D A baby, da baby. Yeah. Um, 
although it's, it's there's no space so it's Dabibi <laughs> <laughs> and Roddy Rich who I think is the guy oh with no. that song that goes yeah it's, <laughs> it's really weird that people kept talking about that tune for like ages like oh my god it's this really good tune blah 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 and I heard it I was like this has gone viral <laughs> this dross has gone viral like what yeah. is so good about this bloody tune if that's good then every time I open my door and close it I should be a chart number one do you think from now on we're going to have to find a new word for things going viral because like too many connotations yeah. now it's going to send shivers down people's spines <laughs> what's gone viral like, what's gone viral in 2020 what hasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we need a new word for it Drake's next tune cannot be a viral tune it's got to be something else his his pre- his tunes are a little bit like the virus though aren't they <laughs> um, they kill you slowly um, <laughs> sorry I don't yeah, yeah. savage Move and uncalled for really <laughs> how's that uh, yeah it, is, it totally is how has your week been it's been interesting exciting oh, probably yeah, the most uh, varied one since all this began and since we kind of got back up and running again I mm. have left my country retreat <laughs> I'm no longer in the woods your country home yeah I don't live in a house a very big house in the country anymore I live in a flat in Brighton and it's alright it's kind of weird to be back in a city kind of weird to be back around people still taking a lot of getting used to but I would say I'm enjoying it and I'm glad to be back lovely is it um, is it what you expected there or is it just a bit I don't know you know there's like I feel like I'm sort of slowly getting used to it and just it's the little things that are kind of the strangest like I suppose things that maybe have become normal to you like queuing outside a shop like to me just seems totally weird and I can't quite work I haven't quite worked out the systems yet or you know when I see a group of four people walking down the street I'm still a bit shocked whereas everyone else is obviously just getting on with it and ex- acting like it's normal um, yeah so I suppose like from that point of view I, I, I'm definitely not kind of uh, finding it all completely normal yet but yeah I, I do quite like it no. it's nice to see people again you know it is nice to see people I, I keep kept finding that I was last time I was out I saw an ice cream van and I just thought that's <laughs> that's one step too far really isn't it because yeah. it's like that's that's just a person that basically goes somewhere and just delivers out germs you know yeah. if they're touching and, and it's it's like a I mean a shop's bad enough but one that just moves to different locations it's yeah. like <laughs> I know surely like, that's not okay anytime I've gone like for a run near the seafront or whatever and you see people just like walking along with takeaway chips and stuff like that it's like oh that all looks just a bit dirty to me I'm not I'm definitely not there yet but Mm. I don't know I think it's just a getting used to it kind of thing and like I suppose I'm some of the things that I've been sort of privileged enough to not really experience through the last 
10 weeks I guess I now am so things like obviously being apart from parents that you know that's obviously a worry that a lot of people have had over the last few months that because I've been with my parents for the duration really I haven't really had to worry about them because you can kind of keep an eye on them but now that's kind of set in a bit um obviously limited outside space is now more of a concern so I don't know it's kind of it's pros mm. and cons really but I'm getting used to you, it you were you were able to kind of just go out for quite long walks weren't you what's have you got a garden where you are now got a little garden which actually fortunately it's pretty small it's you know it's kind of essentially just a balcony on the floor <laughs> it's a balcony without the being raised in the air aspect of it but like yeah. it does get sun most of the day and you, yeah so I chill out there quite a lot we drove to Buckstead yesterday went for a little walk me and Lizzie because I'm, I'm staying with former guest Lizzie Garrett also my sister incidentally <laughs> um, guest before sister <laughs> yeah in order of importance um <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. It's. I, she must. Uh, she must be glad to have some. Well, I guess she's been with your dad, isn't she? But being no, with no, she, she was, doesn't drive, does she? But she wasn't with my dad. My dad was with me in Somerset. Oh yeah, of course. So Lizzie. So was, she must quite like having some normalcy back then. Yeah, um, she was here with her boyfriend for like nine weeks. Um, right, which is obviously a pretty long time just the two of them so I think yeah mixing it up a bit has been good for her and I do I don't know if yeah. this is like a, <laughs> me just trying to encourage people to break the lockdown or whatever and obviously stick to whatever the rules are in your part of the world obviously you know things are very different in different places but yeah, a bit just a bit of a change of scenery here at least I feel like people are allowed to do that now and it is. It does. I think it does make a big difference. You know. I feel. I feel like I've yeah. maybe got in a bit of a rut. Oh, massively! In I think one place. I I'd never been happier in my life. Like the first time I kind of spent a bit of time around some other people. Yeah. Um Even if if it was in a less intimate way, it was still <laughs> less not, intimate. Not, not, not not like that. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, we we couldn't really like even when we we could we didn't hug to say hello or goodbye and like things like that. And it made yeah. me wonder about how things are going to be when this is all kind of said and done. And like, are, are you going to hug people still? Because even even then, it was like, well, we're all together. We've probably we've gone we've come this far, but and we were sharing things, and it was like, oh, sharing. But things. we knew our it. We knew our situations. Like we've we've all been locked up for the whole duration. We've you know we yeah. we kind of felt good about it. And I don't know. It's it's different. I think you've got you've got to just be smart about it. You know, um, seeing just people got to stay alert. You know, <laughs> yeah, stay alert. <laughs> well, this is kind of it though. Like seeing three thousand people on a beach does feel different to going and sitting with people in a park when you know that there's only seven people there. Yeah, although um, I have a bit of a theory about this, like, because I'm sure you've, like, the rest of the world seen all these pictures of Brighton Beach, and it's always, like, for some reason it's the go-to place to, like, shame for everyone's out and everyone's ignoring the lockdown yeah. and whatever else. 
I've, I'm absolutely convinced that they take these photos at a really unflattering angle. Like, if you go really low down on any place that's sort yeah. of full of people, it looks really full. But if you look from above, everyone can be so spaced out and you just can't tell. Yeah. I've, it's, I've walked I, it's a bit... Like, Sorry, oh, it's, it's a bit like that Trump rally where there's like huge gaps, but they filmed yeah. it from down below, so it just looks like a sea of people. Yeah, or like yeah, exactly. You know, when you're in a gig, like it all feels really like crammed, and but from above you can see all the gaps and all the space. It's some. It's so different. Like I've I've gone past Brighton Beach a number of times now, and it's never looked that busy. Everyone's kind of no. You know, people are meeting up with people, but they are spacing out. They're they're staying yeah. alert I've also I have seen people falsifying some of these pictures and videos and things yeah. there was one article about Brighton Beach specifically that even in the photo it said taken in like 2017 and it was just <laughs> of like a family on their bike and it was like you're literally using a photo people just love the retweets the don't they it. yeah they do but uh it, things are starting to feel a bit different now um, just because I guess we're, we're watching the numbers go down quite increasingly this is in the UK anyway some some countries are kind well, of going up you, um, you in particular are having like kind of the most extreme of kind of well arguably basically anyone on the planet as in like London was the absolute epicentre of the pandemic worldwide like just riddled with the stuff and now yeah. it's the lowest in the uk i believe is it or getting there your r rate is certainly the lowest in the uk yeah so i have seen that you're kind of going from one extreme to another does london yeah. feel different it's safe are you more chilled when right you go now? out uh i am just because it's like I feel like, and I shouldn't feel like this, um, but I feel like I'm less, uh, I feel like I'm in less trouble than I was two months ago or a month ago. But at the same time, you go out just, and I I was walking somewhere that's about 20 minutes away, about a two minute drive, um, but I don't drive, so I walked. Um, (laughs) And on every corner, there's a group of kids on bikes or teenagers on bikes who don't care. And, and when I go out, I'm still trying to not be near anyone. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there who aren't really thinking about other people. Um, so at times it's like, yeah, I feel quite safe because everyone is trying to keep their distance and is doing what they can. Some people out there aren't. Yeah. So there's a weird thing about that, though, isn't there? Like, because I've heard loads of people say, oh, some people just don't care. Some people aren't, like you said, aren't thinking about other people. I'm not not going near other people because for their for the good of their health I'm not going near people because I think they might kill me yeah it's weird like people for some reason are walking near me not perceiving me as a potential corona threat I know that's the kind of weird thing about it but it's yeah I'm not I'm not necessarily maybe if they're old I'll think oh yeah I don't want to be responsible of their death but yeah I'm I'm thinking about myself really. I'm not wanting to get something. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like we need to appeal to everyone's selfishness. It's like, look after yourself. Stay away from everyone else. Mm. But it is. I mean, f- from what I'm thinking, it's it's kind of the younger kids that are 
out there you know I see a runner and a woman in front of her trying to get through this group of lads none of them whatsoever even thinking about moving for them or like even even in a normal world they should have tried to make the effort to let them through but now even more so it's just like fucking hell you just I do hate some people have you seen that thing in (laughs) Brighton as well where the 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 guys sitting on the beach with a beer having a go at people sitting on the beach with a beer (laughs) (laughs) he's like I just think if it keeps carrying on like this we'll be in another lockdown in in a month and he's sat there <laughs> on the um, on the bit where uh, near the commit uh, Concord too, nice. And uh, it's just hilarious. It's like he's like, you know, it looks like we're part of the problem, but you know, it's different with us. Like, <laughs> this is exactly sorry. This is exactly the point that people yeah. are trying to make. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, while you haven't been. In the time that you haven't been out in the sun enjoying yourself, getting a tan, having a gin, have you been consuming maybe three different media products <laughs> that you'd like to recommend to us? That was a decent uh, segue, that. I've done better, I've done worse. You've definitely done worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have I have a little list. Um Quite a lot of tunes, so what I'm going to do is probably just play one and uh, just name a couple, uh, a couple of things, because I feel nice. like um, I hate saying it because it's become a, it's becoming a meme at this point. But as I'm getting more into working out, uh, this <laughs> new discovery, I'm listening to a lot more music um, because that's what I've suddenly realised that that's quite good at getting you into the mood for doing things yeah um who would have thought it? it's not like people have been doing it for bloody years um <laughs> so firstly i'm going to talk about something on netflix that i've been watching um because i love it quite a lot um it's a show called ugly delicious i don't know if you've seen it is it a food um, show it's i always try and guess it what is, your it's oh it is a food show <laughs> it is yeah um it's a guy called david chang uh, I think he's a, a like an award-winning chef, but he's a bit of a presenter as well. And he basically goes around um, the world to different culinary hotspots, looking at like local cuisines and um, cultures and how they all kind of how they would mingle in terms of how foods are invented and you know all kinds of things. And then he'll look at uh, general subjects like steak. Um, where it came from why we eat it why we shouldn't eat it why different types of steak i think they did a whole there was like some of the subject was how saying that you want a steak well done is like weak and it's frowned upon and it's something you should never do yeah and if you if you say oh can i have it rare then you're a man um and it's like you're talking about women who like who like to have their steak uh, medium or well done but feel like they can't say that um, and men as well yeah. and it's interesting they'll talk about pizza or um, barbecue so it's like the psychology barbecue really around good. food uh, more Not. about like they'll they'll touch on those things yeah but it's more right. about culture because he uh, I can't remember where he's from I should know but he's Asian and um, he talks a lot about how 
certain things are made where he's from but they're seen as like I think they looked at um, those little pasta things that Italy has uh, you know like filled pasta ravioli yeah ravioli was actually like kind of invented somewhere else in Asia but it's seen as like this is an Italian thing blah 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 like well, dumplings I suppose a lot of things these, like that yeah like a dumpling basically is ravioli isn't it just yeah just in another Slightly context different <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but it's and it's shot really nice It's it has like uh, famous people on it like writers or, or comedians and yeah. like, I think Aziz Ansari does a pasta episode or something of course he's, he bloody loves it um, it's just yeah it's just really cool it's just quite easy watching as well to get into and just have on in the background nice sounds good does it make you hungry yeah that's always like one of my yeah struggles with some of those like really nicely shot food programs you just watch it i'm starving and i'm not gonna be able to have anything that looks anywhere near as good as this this is the problem it's like they they make this incredible steak and then you look over and you're like i've got a crumpet (laughs) and i have some rice and that's like you know you're not gonna come up with anything that's even remotely similar um but it's you know it's if you watch it after maybe having something to eat then maybe it'll be all right but try and nice. switch that bit off but yeah that's been good i've i've also restarted uh not breaking bad the other thing uh better call Saul, which we talked about interesting uh and i'm really enjoying it have you got a verdict I, yet i you think it's good well i'm coming in from the middle of the second series and i've watched about five six episodes and so far i'm like yeah, no, it's really good. I shouldn't have really dropped off in the first place, to be honest. It's uh, I've picked it up straight away from where I was, so that's good. Would you? And it's getting interesting. Would you implore a Breaking Bad fan to watch it? Oh, massively! Like, I think if you are a fan of it, you you would like to be back in that world. Um, and yeah. obviously, this is late to the party. I think it's well past getting anyone in- interested. <laughs> I think we're the last ones now. I quite like late but, reviews, um, though. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's definitely good if you're a fan, and uh, everything about it is as good, I think, like we kind of mentioned before. Nice. Um, I'm quite tempted. I saw Soul, Soul popped up in an episode of Seinfeld the other day, whatever his name is. Really? Actor. Yeah. I, was like, I love oh, that you're nice getting to into Seinfeld like that. Oh, I'm massively is into it, Seinfeld. Is it, it, I'm going to ask you a question, you're going to say yes, uh so there's no point really but <laughs> it's better than Friends isn't it so much better I mean you you don't realise until you watch it that so many of Friends like storylines are just it's lifted straight out of Seinfeld yeah like tons so Friends of Se- Seinfeld were they around at the same time no Seinfeld predates it's like late 80s early oh, okay. 90s it is different isn't it because Seinfeld is is more of a comedy. I I don't find Friends that funny in general, no, really. No, I just I like watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's got the same kind of, in a weird way. And again, it's because Friends kind of copied it. But it's got the same pace and the same kind of tempo to it, which makes it kind of really easy watching. But unlike Friends, where you're watching it for the thousandth time, you're watching it all new, so it's genuinely hilarious. Yeah. You don't know where it's going. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, maybe I'll get into it. What's it, what's it on? 4OD. Oh, okay. It's got adverts then. 
I'm sure I could find it elsewhere. Uh, I found. I pay for free. I, I pay for free. I pay for it so I, I don't have adverts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pay I didn't for that. You could do that. Yeah. Um, I actually got a year of. Um, I was offered a year of Apple Plus, mm, and I thought oh, I don't need it. And then I thought, oh, then again, a year for free, twelve months, and then yeah, that's if, even if I did accidentally do it, it would be five quid this time yeah. next year. So I thought, oh, why not? And the I realised so that you're almost certainly going to end up paying for that at some point. <laughs> I, I set a reminder uh, for nice. a year's time, a couple of days <laughs> before. Um, actually, it doesn't actually matter. But basically, I found out that at some point in my life, past Harry had downloaded both series of Flight of the Concords on nice. my iPad or just Apple in general and uh, that's exciting because I've been trying to watch that trying to find it for ages uh, good quality anyway Yeah. anyway that isn't another <laughs> one I've, I've, I've only actually really said one but um, next is just a couple of tunes I wanted to talk about um, well not really talk about to be honest because I've just kind of heard them liked them and I don't have a deep kind of conversation ready for it but Basically, Charlie XCX has released a new kind of. Well, it's a it's a full length album, album, really, but it's all been, yeah. um, But it's been recorded while she's been in isolation. Uh, It's called "How I'm Feeling Now," which makes a lot of sense, and I really like it. I haven't listened to it all the way through yet, and I haven't listened to Charlie either, which apparently is fantastic. Um, So this has got me more in the mood to listen to the full. Uh, full-length album from last year, uh, but this is—I think I'm about five or six songs in, and it's very—it—it it sounds like something that's been made in isolation. It's uh its kind of uncomfortable in like an aggressive way, in like mm. a bouncing off the walls kind of way, um, which it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm that trying to cool. find out my notes. Here they are. Uh, secondly, I heard "Don't Wanna" by Heim. You mentioned them a while back. They've practically released half the album at this point. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's it, another good tune. Yeah. Have you been joining in with their dance classes? No. Oh. So they've, they've obviously over the years, they've got quite a lot of videos that have had dance routines. Most recently, yeah. I Know Alone had a good dance routine. So every Sunday at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. UK time, they're doing like Instagram live um, like dance classes teaching you the routine. I had a little go oh, on wow. Sunday. It was good fun. <laughs> I'm into that. I'll give that a try yeah. for sure. Um, I'll remind you next Sunday. Yeah, please I think do. it might be I Know Alone next week. Ooh. I did a. Do they have it on any first album stuff? Yeah, they've uh, they've I've done like four already. Yeah, they they must be up okay. somewhere. But yeah, yeah it's good fun. Um, next, I've got I've got quite a few here um <laughs> leanne la havas has kind of really i think she's got an album coming out soon i don't know the name or when but it's uh three tunes um can't fight paper thin and bittersweet um paper thin and bittersweet i love a lot it kind of it really explains the kind of stuff i've been listening to most often recently which is chilled stuff when i'm when i'm not doing a workout or something where i'm i listen to something a bit more intense this the kind of stuff I'm listening to um, and then Easy Life who I've been into a little bit over the last year really over the last six months um, have released two tracks called Peanut Butter and Petty Crime 
which I don't know if they have been recorded previous to quarantine, but they've been quite active. They've been doing some uh, live videos and uh, some little performances and things like that. Um, I quite like them. They're they're just kind of funky, quite cool, very very colour London. Um, nice nice music. Uh, lastly. Um, is an artist called Jorney. I think Jorney. that's how you say it. Jorney. Um, yeah, J-A-W-M-Y. And I think this is going to be something that everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, of course, that person. And I, I have no idea who this is. Um, okay. But they have a I song don't. called Honey Pie, which potentially could be a TikTok song, but I haven't heard it on there. I've kind of stopped <laughs> using that now, which is a good thing. Um but it might be a song from that, I'm not sure, because I think I heard somewhere that it, it was like a viral track. I think it was just a it was a popular track, and maybe I'm really late to this, but I, I heard it on a playlist, um, and I've been listening to it quite a lot. It kind of remind it's kind of an alternative uh, indie guy. He's he dresses really well. I qu- I quite like that about him. Um and he makes this music which is quite funky, a little bit like um that that band put it in your bucket in your bag bucket a little bit like that but less um i forgot what they're called <laughs> i don't um, know who that is <laughs> in your bag bucket put it in your bucket in a bucket in my bag bucket <laughs> you know that oh come no on idea. oh we've got to say it sounds like uh an advert for like mcdonald's or something it probably has been used in it put the carrots in your back carrots why have we got my carrot <laughs> Back, backpack, back pocket. It's something like foxes or something. Oh, Wolfpack, <laughs> wolves. Um, <laughs> something like foxes. Um, yeah, it's just this kind of funky tune, and I'm gonna play it. And I, you know, I want to know if you like it, Tim. But um, it's just a bit of fun. It's just a bit nice. of fun, really, isn't it? It's just a bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. Oh, just a bit of anyway, fun. let's let's just let's just play it, and then we can get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Johnny with Honey Pie. Stop it until you're my girl And you can't stop that until you're my girl Ooh, girl, don't you 
that was Johnny with Honey Pie I'm sure you've all heard it before uh, yeah no, I hadn't just... but I enjoyed it okay good goody good good right Tim what are you giving us uh, I am giving you three carefully selected <laughs> pieces number one I've got a feeling that you might have mentioned this before but I'm just going to say it anyway purely because I've actually watched nearly all of a new series that I've never seen before kind okay. of late to the party but I'm just going to shout it anyway I'm watching The Last Dance the Michael Jordan oh, Chicago well done. Bulls 98 season well done <laughs> docu-series have you watched it yet? have you mentioned it? is it all done now? because I, I've been waiting for them all to all be out so I could watch them I'm I think like maybe six or seven episodes in I believe okay. there's 10 on Netflix. I don't know if that's all of them. Uh, it might be. I, I know a lot about that season, um, so I kind of felt like maybe I didn't need to, but then everyone keeps talking about it, so I was like, obviously this is good. Maybe yeah. it's an insight I don't know about. So, I mean, it's not um, just about that I season. Will. It kind of goes back and forth all the way through like all of Jordan's time at the Chicago Bulls and his whole career and his college. And- then I keep talking... Or I keep hearing about how it might be a little bit biased because everything that went through had to get okayed by Jordan himself. <laughs> Which is... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is. It is he is very, very central on him is, would be my one kind of maybe reservation. As, as it, I mean, it seems like the NBA was just Jordan-centric at the time, but I do feel oh, yeah. a little bit sorry for some of the other... Like, some of the other players who are clearly... Like they have, they have their moments in the spotlight in the series as well. But it is, it is basically all about Jordan. But yeah, I mean, and they're I huge players as well. Scotty like, Pippen, I love Scotty, Scotty Pippen. Pippen. Yeah, he's such a interesting. Even just the way he looks is like, uh, yeah, makes you interested in him. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I prefer him to Jordan by miles. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And um, Dennis Rodman. What's his face? Dennis Rodman. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm as yet no North Korean chat but I'm excited for that <laughs> um, but yeah it's really good soundtrack sick like great great kind of don't know just I'm not really a big basketball fan but it properly takes you to it and probably gets you engaged in it so I guess that's the sign of a good doc yeah well, um, lots of people who are not even at all interested in basketball have been getting into it so that says a lot like you say yeah second Recommendation. I thought I thought you were going to update us on your technological purchases, Harry, so I thought we might have a little tech corner going. Because um, oh, I no. bought a completely oh, yeah. other end of the spectrum kind of bit of tech this week to you. But I've yeah. got myself a Kindle. And I'll tell you what, uh-huh. I should have done this years ago. I absolutely love it already. Really? Really, really pretty sick. Okay. Like, I've been reading a lot during lockdown and kind of ploughing through books. And as you know, I'm quite a minimal kind of guy. And it was getting to a point where I was thinking, 
if I buy like another five books to read, I'm just going to be so pissed off when we get to the end of this. I'm not going to know what to do with them. It's just going to be irritating. So I bought myself a cheeky little Kindle and it's, I, I love it. One, I read like twice as fast on it because you can like change all the settings so that you can, it's like the perfect comfortable reading for you. And two, I'm reading some like, I'm trying to read some like quite political, philosophical, historical texts, which are pretty heavy going at times. But when there's something in there that you don't understand, just highlight it, it gives you a little dictionary definition straight away. It's like, That's oh, pretty good. I'm actually understanding stuff that I never would have understood before. Um, I would I would need that for the simplest of things. Is it, <laughs> do you not get a... Because um, I've, I've thought about buying people Kindles before as gifts and trying to get a little bit of insight to see if they would like it and, and just hearing... Oh, no, I just like to hold a book. Like, I like books themselves. Um, as, think- a, as a young person, are you just kind of open to the fact that, yes, books are better, but I want to be able to read this many and do this and blah, blah, blah. I think, like like I say, it particularly appeals to me. Some people love the idea of having like a massive packed bookcase, don't they, with all of their mm. favourite things on there. To me, having a room completely full of books that are just a pain in the ass to lug to wherever I move to next just sounds kind of hellish. Um, so yeah. it appeals to my sensibility. But yeah, it's not nothing's ever going to be quite like holding an actual book and you know, smelling the pages all that but I don't know I like it each page yeah and you can like it's got a, it's like backlit so you can read it in bed which is nice yeah that I, that's pretty good isn't it I, yeah. even my very small amount of uh, knowledge of re- reading books like takes me back to when I was reading I think Harry Potter or Goosebumps <laughs> and <laughs> Like being in the car, I remember trying to... Actually, no, I think this was a Game Boy. But um, <laughs> it's mad how modern day technology is lit. But basically, about 15 years ago, we had yeah. to wait for street lights to come past to be able to see stuff. <laughs> or, you know, just like... I, we had the, like a, a lamp that would stick that you'd attach to your book. Uh, like a tiny little kind of bendy thing. Yeah, I remember Light those. the page up and you'd have to change it. And it's like... It's mad to think. <laughs> Actually, I guess yeah. you still would need that if you had a normal book, but we have more lights these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, people do still have those, don't they? Or like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose... I don't know. I just I just put a lamp on, but <laughs> or I used to. But now I don't have to. Maybe it's saving electricity. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Big thumbs up. That's another late review there. Kindles. Quite good. <laughs> Um, and finally I'm going to go for a track which I think it might have just come out last week actually but I'll go with it this time around which is a new tune from Idols called Mr Motivator Mm. which I'm not quite sure what the story is with it as in I know they've been working on a new album for quite a long time and it's they've finished recording and I think it's I think it's near enough ready and I've heard various kind of other artists like Laurie from Slaves, people like that, saying that they've heard parts of the new record and it's brilliant. But I get the feeling this tune isn't from the new record. It feels very... I mean, it's got like a lockdown video where loads of people right. are doing like workouts in their house. And 
it I don't know it just seems such like a workout soundtrack that I find it slightly hard to imagine it being on an Idols record if really? that makes sense um, I mean even the artwork doesn't quite look like stuff they would usually go for yeah so I think I, it might just be like a one-off thing um but it's really good and it's got there's a few great lyrics in there like uh one of them is like Kathleen Hannah with bear claws grabbing Trump by the pussy and that's rhymed with like Delia Smith after 10 Chardonnays making me a nice cookie so, <laughs> I like that <laughs> uh, that's great imagery all of that yeah <laughs> Just one um, big cookie. <laughs> uh, yeah, great tune. And while you're doing your homework out, Harry, I know you're itching to tell us more. It keeps almost slipping out, but you just can't quite bring yourself to to go there again. But maybe this week, stick a bit of idols on and I will do whatever it is that you're doing. I will do that. I'll add it to the list. Nice. Well, let's have a little listen to it then. This is Idols with Mr. Motivator.
was Idols with Mr. Motivator, getting you very, very motivated for the Piesta de Resistance of every week's episode of Tracks at the moment. It's our new favourite feature, Dusty Fingers. Dusty Fingers. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that one's the best one yet, for sure. Is that an original? I, I, Compo- composition? It is. Well, no, it's slightly stolen uh, from Goldfinger, but <laughs> I only thought of it about a few seconds before, so that's quite clever of me. Well done. A little pat on the back. Nice. nice. Um, for new listeners, people who don't know, this is the section where we delve into the Rolling Stones' 500 greatest records of all time, pick one out each week to listen to, and we come back with our thoughts and feelings of how we listen to it and what it made us think. <laughs> Ran out of steam a bit there. Nice. But still kind of did it. <laughs> what were you listening to this week, Harry? I was listening to Stanconia by Outcast, which was uh, which came out in 2000. To thousand. <laughs> and what were you listening to? I was listening to Led Zeppelin by Led Zeppelin, which came out in, I think, 1969? Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, and these were ones that we picked for each other. Um, yeah. Nice. So as I picked the last song that we listened to, I guess you go first here, Harry. Would you like to give us your thoughts on Outcast in the format of the eight key questions that we always ask about one of these albums. I would like to, so could you please ask me the first question? <laughs> question number one is Did you enjoy it? The answer is I did. But I feel like it's just far too long. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where this is basically my my whole, the whole thing I decided throughout listening to this. It was like I every time I I think I listened to it about three times, and every time I listened to it, there were bits I was enjoying, but then I got to a point where I was like, "Is this still on?" <laughs> um, and it wasn't in a rude way. It's just when when something is so thematically similar throughout, yeah, it's hard to listen to for an hour and fifteen minutes. And I, I came to the conclusion, I, I went through a list of some of my favourite albums and they were all between 40 to like 55 minutes long. And I found that, is there, is there something in the fact that, and like even if one of my favourite yeah. bands ever brings an album out that's over an hour long, it's like, oh, there's going to be some, some filler in there for sure. Yeah, there's, a, there's um, definitely like a, a, a golden point of like, often an album will come out and that I'm excited for and I'll see that it's like I don't know 38 minutes long and I'll be a bit disappointed but then when you listen to it you think oh actually Mm. that was really good that was just kind of tight exactly it has to be that kind of if it's if it's uh, I think Eagle was 39 minutes and I was to be at the beginning disappointed and then it was like oh yeah that makes sense everything that needed to be in there was in there Um, and you don't want anything else and I feel like uh, when an album's this long it's like maybe there were certain elements that could have been stripped back a little bit to make something a bit more concise but it's a classic album that's obviously well loved so um, maybe that's a bit me and I think it does hold up after 20 years and it's it's so full of character um, that yes I did enjoy it nice 
question number two, how much of it do you think you're hearing for the first time? Probably about 60%. Interesting. Maybe. There's there's things in there, I think, like So Fresh, So Clean, Miss Jackson, uh, I think I'd heard Spaghetti Junction, B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad, I'd heard um, Toilet Tisha. And I think that was kind of it. So maybe a little bit, maybe like 70% was kind of new to me, it felt. Yeah. Nice. And was there anything about it you particularly liked? Uh, anything about it I... Did you mean to say, is there anything that surprised me? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Uh, was there I've anything got here that surprised the... you? Yes, the length of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it was... It was actually very much what I expected, what I had in mind. Um, I think Outcast have a very the the ethos of of Outcast is very much established at this point, um, and I think how they sound together, you can't stray too far away from it. Like yeah. we said before, the the wackiness of Andre three thousand is um, everyone knows that. And it, it was my favourite part, to be honest. And maybe that maybe that's a question later. I can't remember, but um, Andre three thousand is is the life and soul of Outcast. And I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking throughout, this would not be, you know, maybe this is why they fell out. But um, what's his name, Big B or Big Mr. Boy. Fat B, Big Boy? Is one. <laughs> um, that says it all. I don't think Big Boy would be. Oh, this is so, this might be really offensive, and you might be able to tell me differently. But I don't think he would be a recognised name if it wasn't for Outcast. I mean, I I think that's probably a little harsh, but it it does. Yeah, it, it is harsh because it does strike me a little bit. You know, there's that famous old thing about the Beatles where someone asked either John or Paul whether Ringo was the best drummer in the world, and they said he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. It is a bit like that with Big Boy, isn't it? It's like he's not even the best rapper in Outcast. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when Andre does rap, he's much better. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And uh, yeah, but perhaps I was I was being a bit harsh. Um, it's you know you don't really want to take somebody down who is part of something, but I think what I know, what I remember, is always going to be Andre Two Thousand when I think about Outcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, was there anything about you particularly liked? I'll ask you for the second time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I liked a lot of it. I thought the production was great. I think lyrically it had a lot to hold on to. Um, but it's its sense of character and its humour and how imaginative it was with all the skits and things. I think all of that stuff, it reminds me of Naughty's rap albums, you know, when you had things like Eminem. Um, yeah and 50 cent and stuff that had these little skits and it kind of took me back to those times because i think you don't really hear it as much now um, no, i think yeah Ken- it's definitely Kendrick did it a bit but it's definitely one of those records that you listen to it and you think it feels because i listened to it for the first time in at least a good few years again this week um and you just kind of one of the big takeaways is just how kind of overflowing with ideas it is you know, or, like you said, maybe yeah. almost too much, 
but just the imagination and the you know let's try this and let's try this and let's try this and let's try this I, you know it's really exciting mm. to listen to and I think a lot just a lot of music acts in general not necessarily just hip hop but a lot of records you listen to now aren't that packed with loads of interesting ideas that they want to try out yeah that's that's the thing isn't it it's like within the album is a, a great amount of stuff um there's just a little there's a few hanger hanger-ons yeah um but but yeah that's that's the my answer <laughs> fair uh was there anything you really didn't like just the length it's <laughs> about it really um would you listen to it again i would i don't think i would listen to it in full <laughs> i just can't stop go- keep going on about the <laughs> length um <laughs> i wouldn't like put it on and listen to it in full necessarily um but i would certainly listen to bits nice um, um so i think it was about it was de- definitely in the 400s in the list so were rolling stone writer yeah. they're really only 400 plus albums ever made better than this one yeah why not I've, i find this this a difficult question to ask is yeah i think we're, the context matters all the time yeah this is probably what 10th 15th time one of us have had to answer this question we've never given a good answer (laughs) no we've either said absolutely not or we've said probably (laughs) i mean it's in there so yeah i guess um yeah i mean it's it's one of them things isn't it it's like who who am i to say when you maybe a bit a bit better because you have some kind of connection to it but um it's like if somebody actually to be fair if somebody put the maccabees in the top five I'd probably say no actually still <laughs> like <laughs> for me yes probably but for the world no I mean no so you know I think I still think the list in general is just a bit of nonsense but um <laughs> but anyway <laughs> well would you like to play your favourite song from the record before you undermine this entire feature <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Uh, I would. I'm going to play Humble Mumble uh, featuring Erica Badu. That was my favourite song. You missing the ambition on your mission Now you switching while you quitting Cause it's heated in the kitchen Sloppy slipping in your pimpin' nigga You either pistol whip the nigga Or you choke the trigger You got to follow through Struggle to complete your dreams No weapon point against me Process 5417 From Isaiah Lay a nigga down and spray him If the dealer dead or fuck the plan of cards You gotta play him Chicken nugget, we dip in the sauce like mopping bucket. Blue 
call a scholar who take your dollar and wipe my ass with it. You're living for the lotto, never hit it. I met a critic, I made that shit a draw. She said she thought hip hop was only guns and alcohol. I said, oh hell no, forget it's that too. You can't discriminate cause you done read a book or two. What if I looked at you in a microscope? Saw all the dirty organisms living in your closet without stopping when I pause it. To put that bitch in slow emotion, got the potion and the antidote and a quote for collision. The decision is, do you wanna live or wanna exist? The game changes every day, so obsolete is the fist and marches. Speeches only reaches those who already know about it. This is how we go about it. Got it. Got it. Got it. that was Humble Mumble um, from Outcast from the album Stankonia um, Tim that was me what is you? what is me is <laughs> the Zep do people call them the Zep? someone Led does yeah Led the Zeppelin Zeppelin. this is me <laughs> <laughs> Led Zeppelin with this is me <laughs> Right, so you've yeah. got a biggie, in I my do. opinion. Yeah, it's a big one, and it sort of looms larger in your life than mine, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. That's growing up for sure. So once again, so, the pressure's oh, on I me. I guess I need to ask the questions. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we always forget that. So what do you think? Um, so number one, again, I keep giving you albums that uh, they. It's quite nervy getting your answer, but anyway, did you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? Yeah, of course I did. Uh, 
I, Good. <laughs> I, I think I was always going to with this one. I, cert- I certainly didn't go into it with any kind of trepidation. And yeah. No. No. It's, I mean, it's classic, isn't it? It is. You know, in a sense, in terms of did I enjoy it, there's not really a lot to say. Of course I did. Okay. Good. Um, how much do you think you were hearing for the first time? Um, not that much. I, I mean, if I was going to put a percentage on it, I don't know. 20, 30, 40, probably not 40, I don't know, maybe a third at most. No, 40% is quite high. Yeah. yeah. Um, like When I was looking through the track listing beforehand, I I was anticipating that quite a lot of it would be new, but as I went through, loads of it felt really familiar. Um, okay. So yeah, not, not a huge amount at all. Cool. Did anything surprise you about it? Um, I guess in a sense how sort of eclectic it is surprised me you know i was strapped in for a basically just kind of a late 60s british rock vibe and that was definitely where we started the record but Mm -hmm. once you kind of get to like the halfway point and you get something like black mountain slide oh you know the acoustics are out and there's kind of chanting and it feels like you kind of sat around a campfire at some kind of Mm. you know hippie loving all of a sudden <laughs> the atmosphere has completely changed from what I was expecting um, so I guess that yeah that kind of thing did surprise me about it there's a yeah. a bit similar to how much I was hearing for the first time yeah, I'm not a big Led Zeppelin fan by any means but you know I know what Led Zeppelin sound like so anything that didn't sound too Led Zeppelin-y was a bit of a surprise um, right. but a good surprise for sure anything that you particularly liked um i guess the the sort of bluesy the bluesy moments were the ones that kind of did the most for me personally um there's a track called you shook me which is a real kind of old school drawl kind of real sort of whiskey soaked new orleans vibes and you know Mm. by the time the harmonica comes in towards the end i was absolutely loving it but I don't know just again it you know that kind of classic era of rock that probably has never been reached again you'd have to argue or some people would argue you know these are iconic voices and iconic sounds and the production on it's great you know what what's not to like really in terms of rock music I think we've we've, we peaked back then didn't we like we've had good rock tunes since but in terms of stuff that's gonna really make a mark on the planet I think it kind of ends there (laughs) it's weird isn't it like I mean there's you know it's that kind of conversation that's been going on for probably longer than we've been alive of you know is rock dead is rock played out or whatever and I don't necessarily I mean it's not clearly because you've still got massive rock acts or yeah you, know, you, you, you know, had you get, big ones after them and you still get new bands but I, I don't know there's just something about this kind of era and bands like Led Zeppelin who it, it's just not going to happen again is it and I don't know why and I don't know what the kind of rhyme or reason necessarily is for that but you know you're not going to get another Stones you're not going to get, get another guess... Beatles you're not going to get Led Zeppelin like you're just not Hendrix yeah it's 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 a little bit like 
um, there's a certain prestige to them, like the the founding forefathers almost. It's yeah. like they are the the top. Yeah. So you're you're going to get people that, and everything's kind of, um, you know, you could definitely argue, of course, that it it wasn't completely new that they, they they were they were taking from somewhere before before them, but I don't think you're going to get yeah. that. But also, prestige it's like, ever again. Yeah, but it's also kind of hard to imagine, like now, a decade kind of being soundtracked by rock music. You know, the the noughties or the twenty tens or the twenty twenties. You know, the soundtrack to these eras are something else. Even you know, nineties were, yeah. you know you think of the 60s and you think of rock you, whether it's you know more psychedelic stuff or heavier stuff or whatever it is you still think of the Beatles and things like that don't you you know yeah so I suppose it's all the nostalgia for that era as well whereas things I guess maybe rock feels a bit kind of more incidental now you know yeah it's, it's, it's like we're um, in a different era musically oh definitely it's when you think about what rock was doing back then, like, uh, and obviously in certain cultures, other things were going on, but in terms of the, like we've said in the past, the, the zeitgeist of the planet, it was the, the free love era. It was the, yeah. it was the, the hippies and stuff. And, and rock was the, the torchbearer for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, Whereas exactly. now it isn't, it's, you know, a lot of modern music and popular stuff, stuff on TikTok is hip hop and it's, and it's kind of pop music. And that's, kind of yeah. I know technically Led Zeppelin maybe were pop at the time or whatever that gets into a whole new thing about how you define pop music but um, now it, it you know Arctic Monkeys aren't who who cares what they're saying you know people care more about what yeah. a rap a rap smith is saying <laughs> yeah totally or a, or, a, or a pop artist yeah Um, let, let's move on where, where did we get to uh Anything you really didn't... Anything, yeah. Anything you didn't like. Uh, I mean, there were a few bits that kind of minor, really. Um, a slight complaint of, you know, not too dissimilar from you in that it's not, a, it's not a hugely long album. I think it's only about 45 minutes long. But it's only nine tracks, which means that, yeah. particularly at the beginning, you've got some really really long tunes and long tunes going back to back you go from like one seven minute track to another seven minute track and it's like oh you know <laughs> we're not making much progress here um yeah so yeah i felt some of the songs could have done with raining back a bit particularly they loved a long song yeah particularly the second i mean if there was a low point to the record it came early for me um because we start with Good Times, Bad Times, which is sick. Like, I love that tune. Um, but then yeah. we got Baby, I'm Gonna Leave You, which was one that I, that was one of the ones that I'd never heard before. But it's just oh. so, so hilariously too long. Like, interestingly, that's that's probably my favourite song of theirs. Really? Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so long. It's like a mad so rock mate, opera. And yeah, I mean, like, that's by it. the end, you've got like mandolins and all sorts. I felt like I was listening to like Total Eclipse <laughs> of the Heart or something. Maybe within an album, it, it might not be as maybe it's it's an album in itself. Like, because yeah. I will listen to that on its own 
um, really? quite often. But I won't listen to the full length album that often. So I just I didn't know where we were going with that one. It, it just felt it felt so erratic. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. And I guess maybe it's like you know where something like Bohemian Rhapsody kind of gets its inspiration from. You know, just these seemingly never-ending songs that with all these component parts that kind of don't go together but they kind of do anyway yeah it yeah. felt a bit a bit just, crazy but <laughs> each their own like I've I said always, these are minor like I still enjoyed it but I was just like this is weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved this era because it is they never knew how to end a song so they just had to fade everything out like they've never like back then no song ever just ended it was just yeah. like for all we know they're still all going all the songs <laughs> ever made back then are still going <laughs> just looped <laughs> anyway uh, next question um, I, I lose them every time were would you listen to it again uh, yeah yeah of course I would um, I mean I don't it's, it's one of those where I don't really know why I hadn't listened to it in full before um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it if and when the moment strikes me I will not hesitate to stick this on again and I'm sure I'll thoroughly enjoy it again lovely um, again was it deserved to be where it was yeah I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an 29. absolute classic I, I mean that that probably is quite high in terms of you know my personal taste but it's a classic isn't it no one's going to make a yeah. record like that again, so put yeah. it wherever you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, number eight, play us your favourite song, please. I will go with You Shook Me. I think that's the one I like the most. It's most up my street. Great tune. Lovely. Uh, so here it is, Led Zeppelin, with You Shook Me. <laughs> Oh, 
There you have it, that was the best track from Led Zeppelin, by Led Zeppelin, from 1969. And now comes the time that we pick the classic album we're going to be listening to this week. Uh, I think we're picking our own this week, is that right Harry? Yeah. Nice one. Do you want to let us know what you've gone for then? I do. I'm going to go for, and uh, let's let's read the little description if you have it, just so yeah, people... Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, just just because um, so I'm going with Porter's Head with Dummy uh, released in 1994 just a year after I was born um, Porter's Head uses some of the same building blocks as fellow Bristol England trip hoppers Massive Attack woozy breakbeats jazzy samples live guitar girl singer guy programmer dynamic but Beth Gibbon's brooding pop cabaret vocals showed to the world that you could feel real pain over a trip hop groove um, I've always been really interested in Porter's Heads and I've never listened to a full album um, but I've heard a few tracks so yeah. I thought this that would be a good, good one I liked all of that description 419 until they said, until they said cabaret and then I almost just yeah, tapped right. out <laughs> so oh what do you mean by that <laughs> bit much isn't it yeah but yeah that would be a good one I feel like that record was yeah. kind of around in my house when I was growing up but I can't place it I've been listening to yours each week now so I'll I'll listen to that as well yeah, also I thought it would be a good idea to not have a three hour long album that you usually give me um, <laughs> it's twice now you gave me something that was over an hour so this my is 49 apologies. minutes which is my perfect uh, perfect length of an album So nice so next, what are you doing? so I'm going to number 124 and I'm going for a total shot in the dark one I just don't know who they are don't know what they sound like but the album cover interested me a bit and the little bio thing did. So I'm going for Moby Grape by Moby Grape from 1967 <laughs> on Columbia Records. And the little thing says, San Francisco rock at 67 peak. This is genuine hippie power pop. Moby Grape sang like demons and wrote crisp songs packed with lysergic country blues excitement. While the band's three guitarists, Jerry Miller, Peter Lewis and Skip Spence, create a light a network of lightning okay. so 
We're and uh, what number it. was that? 124. 124, just having a look. Maybe great, then they are. Yeah. 67. Okay. So you're not... You might not be a mile away from where you were, although it's power pop. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, San Francisco, so quite a different vibe to yeah. over this side of the Atlantic. But, yeah, who knows? Um, Maybe great. Never heard of them. No, neither have I. That I, I wonder whether these are one of those bands that are big on the other side of the pond and somehow just haven't translated over here at all. Um, yeah. There's also there's that it happens a lot that there was like a famous band and then there was an off there was a band that they then turned into yeah. and I often don't know that band so I'm wonder, I'm wondering if there was any kind of links to somebody else there could be Jerry Miller but feels like a that's what a I was thinking familiar name but am I just thinking of Steve Miller I'm just thinking or of Miller Light my old friend Harry Miller. James and Milner. <laughs> I'm thinking of Mill Gibson. <laughs> uh, I have no idea, you know. Um, Jerry Miller. I'm looking it up. He looks like he looks like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, um, especially the older his older self. Yeah. Skip Spence. Very American. Yeah. Who knows. But no, yeah, be it'll be an interesting us. one. Total shot in the dark. Um, Exciting. That's what this is all about, you know? Shooting in the dark. Yeah. It is quite uh, dark at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's definitely... There's quite an eerie glow on my face from the laptop screen. Um, there which is. Which probably tells us it's about time to wrap up this week's episode and say thank you all very much for joining us once again. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're not infected. If you are, look after yourself. <laughs> if you are, fuck off. <laughs> if you are, don't drive to Durham. <laughs> that is not what you're meant to be up to right now. Um, yeah, right. And we will see you next week. Harry, do you have a track for us to go out on? Sorry, I've I've loaded that on you. I need a really quick answer because we've already said goodbye. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, how I'm feeling now. Um, and we'll... We'll pick the opening track, Pink Diamond. So this is uh, Charlie XCX taking us out. Nice one. See you next week, guys. <laughs> next week's... <laughs> Why do I always mess up the last thing? Yeah. I just want to go real hard. I just want to go real hard. Pink Diamond in the dark. I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. Pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. I just wanna go real hard. Dead boss on and I'm looking like a star. Got a tiny bag, but I've got a big heart on the video jack, he's skirt and a bra. I'm feeling so fine, kinda feeling like a star. Gonna give you good views, watch me whip it up. I'm really so rare, I'm sent from above. Wish you could come round, pick me up in your car. Yeah, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. Pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard Pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard I just wanna go real hard for days, I just wanna feel it in different ways Every single night kinda feels
feels the same I'm a pink diamond, I need space I'm online and I'm finna say cameras Watch me shine for the boys and the cameras In real life, could the club even handle us? In real life, could the club even handle us? I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard Pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard I just wanna go real hard I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard Pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. I just wanna go real hard. I just wanna go real hard. Big diamond in the dark. I just wanna go real hard. 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 Big diamond in the dark. 